ain't gonna give up Got too little time, I'ma live up Head down, push forward through the tough times Cause anything we're doing is a tough Hello, our delicious little gremlins. It's us, your girls. Welcome to the Office Goblin Podcast. I'm S. And I'm D. And we are your goblin moms, two <laughs> goblins on the internet that have many thoughts, interests, and opinions about stuff and things. As an adult, have you ever wondered, can I enrich my brain? Should I be making those connections? Or did the synapses die a long time ago? And we're here to tell you it's okay to revisit your inner child and in fact, encourage it. Yes, it's it's enrichment time. It is how do we keep our brains young, healthy, and firing on all cylinders, at least as much as possible. Yeah, keeping them nice and supple so it's not a flat <laughs> surface that you're encouraging the sulci and the gyri and not just destroying them needlessly. Yeah, keep that neuroplasticity strong. The toxicity in my neuroplasticity. <laughs> Hello. What we're getting at is as we get older, as we, you know be accepted into adult, quote-unquote, society, how are we to de-stress? How are we to keep our brains functioning? You know, the human brain is only allotted, I think it's like three minutes of, of constant stress before it starts to degrade. And let me tell you, I've had a lot more than three minutes at a time of constant stress. <laughs> if we're talking like... Three minutes, do you mean like three consecutive months? Because, you know, that's in my ballpark. That sounds about right. So, you know, your brain and your body connection, when you're constantly stressed out and you have no time to re regenerate, you know, revive your, your mental health and your physical health, where does that leave us as a society? It leaves us sick. It leaves us overwhelmed. It leaves us straggling and struggling like there is so much good when it comes to you know any kind of enrichment music or playtime like wh why where does that end for adults why do we have to like be forced to not have that anymore which is so sad because when i see people adults who view the world differently and its possibilities and what's out there and really take genuine interest in what's around them and engaging with it. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if they are laughed at and like you said, called childish mm -hmm. and I don't know, just really demeaned, yeah. which to see that is very demoralizing and discouraging for multiple reasons, because like you said, why should that stop? Mm -hmm. What is the bracket, the hard stop of like, this is when you start being serious, whatever right. that looks like. Because let me tell you, I have seen my fair share of adults, <laughs> myself included, that I'm like, I am not a full adult. <laughs> Mentally. <laughs> Absolutely not. Apparently, there's been a recent study that came out of a British college that our brains now are being seen that they don't finish growing at 25. They continue to develop through the age of 30. Yeah, I believe that. And like, what, when you turn 30, you're just an adult, and so you're not supposed to find things fun anymore? Get out of here. I still laugh at bark jokes. That is my <laughs> confession. You're a 13-year-old boy stuck in a woman's body. <laughs> Completely. Uh, physically. <laughs> 80-year-old woman, um, humor-wise, a 13-year-old boy laughing at farts, for sure, giggling my ass off. Oh, my God. But no, I just, it's such a, so S brought this up to me a couple of days ago, and I, and I was really thinking about it, of, yeah, adults, humans need designated playtime. Yes, and did you notice that, because I'll just say this, research in conclusion, research says stress fucks you up. Yeah. <laughs> in all the ways. All the ways. And you may not see the effects now, but down the line, that could manifest as various illnesses, including mm -hmm. cancer and so forth. Yeah. It's really, it really doesn't need to be an immediate thing because our 
it's like fight or flight. We get this adrenaline response mm-hmm. uh, to a stimulus, and then our bodies are supposed to go back to homeostasis or resting state. Right. And if your body is chronically in that agitated state of alertness and everything, mm-hmm. then good luck. <laughs> good luck. Truly. It's it's just not the natural state to be in. Mm-hmm. And as we get older, that's all it is. It's responsibilities, it's bills, it's navigating social situations, problems at work, uh, costs of things, because everything costs yeah. money. God, my knee hurts. Like, what is that bump? Oh, God, <laughs> WebMD says I'm going to die, because that's the end for everything. Yeah. How, how do you just, like, enjoy the world? And it's it's also that whole online culture of I have to be available twenty four seven for anything that's happening at any given moment. Yes, and it's disgusting. It's like we have that as our society, and yet we have the old saying of laughter is the best medicine. And it's like, <clears throat> in in some instances, it's kind of true because you need to laugh. You need to. Find joy and happiness. That's what lets you recuperate and lets your body think, you know, okay, we're no longer in fight or flight because we're laughing. We can't be having fun and scared at the same time. But if you're laughing and crying and (laughs) you're not crying from laughing so hard, but you were crying and then it led to laughing because you're in such a mental state that you can't (laughs) cope with anything... That's when, I, like, I poo-poo and, you know, give you a little pff, fart with my tongue in saying that, like, <laughs> they're, t- they're giving you these different messages, but then encouraging other responses. Yes, I can see that. And it's, from my, where I was, where I'm coming from, it's just this idea of having fun mm-hmm. versus a mental breakdown. Preferably. Um, yeah, but yeah, preferably it would be if you could have fun and laugh and instead of having an absolute psychotic break and laughing. Like there's yeah, a difference in a there. Corner. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I I really do feel like other countries have it right in the sense of like how Spain and Mexico have the siesta hour in the afternoon. Mm, yes. But like, can we have a play hour or our own siesta hour in the afternoon of America or the United States? Like, why can't, why are we this country that just feels like everything is online, everything is a go, nothing can stop. If you're not doing anything, you know, you're worthless. Like, you need to chill the fuck out, my guy. No, there is no chill. Time is money. And... And research has shown consistently in repeated studies that when you allow playtime, when you allow adequate breaks, Mm -hmm. truly just to log off, especially during weekends when you're on holiday, like actually being on holiday without stressing about your work email and what you're missing, then you can come back better, refreshed, and more engaged and productive. That happy employees lead to more productive company time and making the best use out of that time. Yeah. And not just that, but people have different levels of energy. Like the spoon theory. Mm-hmm. There, You only have so many spoons to give throughout the day. The idea yeah. of you wake up and you have a set number of spoons. And some days one spoon can be a lot of things. And other days one spoon can be one very specific thing. So like mm-hmm. on a good day, if you have mental health issues... Getting up and getting dressed and getting ready can be a spoon. But on days that it's bad, getting out of bed is a spoon. Washing your face is a spoon. Putting on your pants is a spoon. Then putting on your shirt is another spoon. Like, it's... You run out of spoons much more quickly. And so that's this idea of sometimes you need more off time than on time. Sometimes you need less. And so just, like... We need to create this work environment of accepting that people have goddamn limits. Yeah, and it's the ebb and flow of life that, yeah, like you're saying, sometimes it's a little bit more on your plate, sometimes a little bit less. Hell, sometimes that spoon is just a spork, and other times you're eating cereal with a whole fork. With a knife. (laughs) With a knife, totally. And it's actually a butter knife. (laughs) So what... What would be your ideal kind of 
playtime. Yes. So my enrichment time, my enclosure, if you will, (laughs) can be in multiple settings in that I'm very much your classic introvert, but I also like to think of myself as a well-balanced introvert that I can have that people time, especially if it's the right crowd of folks. Yes. That I'm like, yeah, absolutely love what's going on around me. Other times it can get very overstimulating. Mm -hmm. But when, let's say, I'm by myself, I love to be in, like, my designated space at my desk and trying to get a state of flow, whether that's with art primarily, Mm -hmm. something tangible that I can work with my hands. I'm a very busy body. Mm -hmm. And I notice when I'm not... When I'm reaching my limit is when I'm just unable to focus, where it's like, oh, yeah, the TV's going. I'm also looking at my uh, tablet, and then I also am on my phone. Oof. And the attention span is just so short yeah. that I'm sure, like, a squirrel could devote more time to a task than <laughs> I can right now. <laughs> and so being in a state, let's say having some background noise on, whether that's music or a podcast – some comfort item, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the the movies you go back to watch 15 times and you're like, each time I discover a new layer and it's glorious. And oh, it's, yeah. It turns out it's The Mummy from 1999. <laughs> you know, uh, I can, you know, I can eat that shit up each and every day. Oh, sure. Um, and you get in that state of flow where you're so focused and you forget about the busy body and your mind is just so in on this one task and honed in and feels great. You feel refreshed, not even taxed coming out of a task, whether it's physically um, a very, a task that requires a lot of physical effort, mental effort and so forth. I come out feeling like, oh my gosh, I am so amped up in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. Or time with friends, time out in nature. Cause it's like, that's the right kind of stimuli for me. Yeah. You know, the sounds and the smells and the feel, like all of that together. It's a feast for my eyes, the smells of it, the freshness. I'm like, mm-hmm. let me just bask in the glory that is the natural <laughs> world. Um, those are my enclosures. If I was like a little animal in a little place, if you made me a terrarium, <laughs> I would be so pleased with both of those things. Or like creative environments where it's like you can appreciate the effort of other people like a museum that one time that you and I went and spent the whole day oh, there. Oh, that was so fun. That was so fun because it's like you come f- uh, come out feeling like not only inspired, but you're just like in amazement of the thing, the achievements of people. Yeah. Yeah. Of, you know, all sorts of crafts and form and history and what came before you. Like, ooh, delicious <laughs> for the brain. Seconds, Ding-dong. please. Yes, absolutely. And I will, and to go is fine as well. <laughs> but that is the ideal environment. And I just love music. So yeah. listening to that too. Oh, man, like music can really put you in a mood for something. And Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, like mu- uh, maybe this is a weird way to say it, especially how my brain takes it in. But like, I love songs where there's like a lot going on. Because then each time when I listen to it, it's like, oh, I never, I didn't pay attention to that last time. Like, oh, that sounds interesting. Mm. I like what did they did there. Can I, I don't want to get too off topic, but I have to ask, because I ask almost anyone. When you're yeah. listening to music and you love a song, do you love the song for the lyrics or the beat behind it? Mm, good question. And my honest answer most of the time is the beat behind it. Okay. Because I like, like I'm saying, like the textures of the song, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. To me, it registers, my brain interprets it as texture. Okay. And then sometimes like the lyrics are popping. Other times you're like, these lyrics are stupid as hell. But like, <laughs> you know what? Like sometimes they really don't need to make sense. It doesn't need to be all that deep and serious. Yeah. And, you know, such as a metaphor for like what we're currently talking about. Like that one Daft Punk song from back in the day where they're literally repeating around the world. But you know that's a hot-ass jam. Yeah, that's that's a fair point. <laughs> yeah, and like it doesn't need to get, you know, we don't need to get uh, Salon uh, Dion. Salon <laughs> <laughs> Dion. Yeah, my drag name, Salon Dion. <laughs> like Celine Dion level of artistry, like beautiful, talented, great. But sometimes you just want like a stupid 
you know, ratchet ass beat to just bop along to and life is good. Okay. I, I appreciate yeah, but, that. Yeah. Tell me about, first of all, like for you, is it the lyrics or the beats and the music? And then what does your enrichment time look like? What is that ideal environment and state to be in and how do you get there? Yeah. So I, I'm a lyrics person. I, if a song has shitty lyrics, I won't listen to it because I get annoyed. I pay a lot of mm. attention to what is being said. I can't just zone out, which is why a lot of the times if I'm reading or if I'm working, I have lo-fi playing in the background because mm-hmm. there's no words. It's just chill tunes, chill vibes, you know, a nice mm-hmm. little pop here and there. Know thyself. Excuse me. But yes, I'm sorry. I'm drinking sparkling water and so I keep having to burp. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like drinking stars. <laughs> so I I need to uh, appreciate the lyrics. I don't have to sing along to every song, but I have to mm-hmm. like the lyrics so that I can like support the song, I guess, if that makes sense. But otherwise, it can get – it gets grating sometimes if I don't either like the lyrics or if the lyrics are too repetitive. Mm-hmm. Um Yes, Around the World is a bop, but I also have to be very much in the mood to listen to it. Sure. Because it gets too repetitive, and maybe this is my neurospicy brain. I cannot <laughs> listen to repetitive sounds for much longer than maybe a 30 seconds. I get so annoyed <laughs> so quickly. Mm. Then, can I ask you a few questions? So, like, yeah. let's say, what's the last song that you were listening to that the lyrics you were, like, instant no off with their head and then secondly let's say tiktok and all those other you know like social media platforms that there tends to be trends of like sound bites and stuff Mm -hmm. how do you consume such a thing when things become a trend and then everyone's doing their own interpretation of said trend so so those questions actually kind of go hand in hand Mm -hmm. because the last song that i was listening to and i went oh this isn't great was because it was online and it was trending as a soundbite. And some mm-hmm. songs have, like, pieces that sound very different than the rest of the song. And sure. so the soundbite that was being used, I loved it. And I was like, I want to hear the rest of the song. And then I realized the soundbite they used was at the very beginning. And then the rest of the song was a totally different beat. And a totally di- And I just went, all right. I, that's not the vibe. And I don't remember what song it is, and I don't want angry fans to come for me. It was some rap song, and how in rap songs, there are, like, bridges or, or sections of, like, really beautiful just plain singing would be, like, yeah, the best way for me to say it. Yeah, and it's like, I loved that. And then all of a sudden, someone jumped in and started rapping. And it was good, but that mm-hmm. wasn't the vibe I was going for. And so I went, wait a minute, mm-hmm. hold on. No. <laughs> So it's oh, how the turntables, how the turntables. And so that they both kind of go together there. But so for, <laughs> for me, when it comes to my enclosure, then and like what relaxes me and mm-hmm. revives me is if someone t- were to make a little a little declosure. And was like, this is where we put her. Look at them. Um, the derarium. The oh, Oh, God, would be a really nice, like, patio or porch with either Ooh. either a, a, a porch swing or a hammock. I prefer hammocks. I love hammocks. With a nice little babbling brook nearby and babbling sunshine brook. and a book. Like, that is my... My go-to favorite thing of all time is to go sit out on a hammock in the sun where it's not too hot, not too cold, you know, just mm-hmm. right. And okay, Goldilocks. <laughs> it's Goldilocks's bitch. And a really good book <laughs> and a, a way that I can put my phone down because that's my problem is that I work on a computer. I sit for, you know, five hours a day, six hours a day on a computer. Mm-hmm. And then I get off and I get on my phone. And it's like... what. What's the point? Then it's like I'm I'm addicted to my phone. I know this. I and I say that without laughter because I am, and it's it's bad. Mm-hmm. So when I can get off my phone and I can be reading an actual paper book in the sun, it's like Chef's Kiss, the best thing to happen. 
the other <laughs> the other thing, the thing that would be like, that's happy D. If you want to make D ecstatic, you throw a trampoline in that bad boy, alright? Ooh! I need a goddamn trampoline. I grew up, my grandparents had a trampoline in the backyard. They had one of those big rectangle ones, right? And it was metal and like it, it was old painted like paint was peeling off of it. But man, you could fly on that thing. And I don't know if it's just again the movement piece that I love or just that it's fun. It's fun to jump. And and you feel like so silly and elated and I don't know what it is and I don't know if you have this feeling too post trampoline jump when I go to sleep that evening it feels like I'm still (laughs) bouncing a little bit yeah I don't know it's like you know you do seat drops and you do front flips or back flips or yeah you know knee drops a little popcorn yeah I don't know I that I have not jumped on a trampoline in a minute and I would love to (laughs) and it's it's either trampoline or here's another thought, adult playground like um, monkey bar kind of situation or like wipeout. Oh, <laughs> yeah, wipeout's a good one. I'd be so into that. I there's a there's a place in the city nearby. I can't remember what it's called, but it has a giant obstacle course outside where you mm-hmm. have to get hooked up in a safety harness because you're like hundreds of feet in the air kind of situation and like you just climb around platform to platform and um i just like monkey around i want to do it so bad (laughs) (laughs) well here's the thing one of the aside from stress another big health risk or things that puts people's health at risk is the lack of physical movement. Like you're saying, we're so glued to our seats and we're looking at screens all day. And very rarely do we take the time to stretch in between. Mm -hmm. No wonder you get stiff and everything, like everything hurts. No sudden movements. Otherwise, (laughs) good luck. Blow your back out to you like in three weeks (laughs) when you're no longer at 90 degrees. Yep. The lack of physical movement is such a problem. You're not keeping your joints supple and everything in movement. We're meant to be moving. Yeah. I mean, we're nomadic at at, at heart. The human nature is community and nomadic. We are meant to be moving. Yes. And I know, you know, some people be like, well, the not the Industrial Revolution, but the one before that where we started to farm and the Agricultural Revolution, I guess, where... We, mm-hmm. we stayed in one place and we stopped moving around and we started planting these mm-hmm. crops. And it's like, it's, I don't know. It's so weird. Human nature wants community, but they also mm-hmm. like as our, as a species, as a, as a physical being, you need to move. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like the, the modern workplace, at least in the United States, very much discourages that. Yeah. Like, so what if they offer a gym that's free access? <laughs> there's no time right and it's like i think there's finally been you know ergonomic has started to take off with standing desks and special chairs and ways for you to be at least a little fidgety at your desk but you're still tied to your desk you're still allowed at most an hour-long lunch but i mean Mm -hmm. what are you gonna do in an hour uh, nothing really and uh, what was i gonna say like even lunch breaks sometimes when do you take a lunch break if at all i i always take at least a lunch break or a 15 minute break because i that's like again one of my boundaries where i have to force myself to walk away for a bit mm-hmm. and with my work i start so early in the mornings on sundays that mm-hmm. my lunch is breakfast <laughs> Like, (laughs) which, like, that's kind of nuts. And, like, legally, I think there are requirements for either, like, two 15-minute or two 30-minute breaks in a work day. Yeah. And then depending on the amount of hours, you either get a 30-minute lunch or an hour lunch. Yes. But many employers, like, steamroll over that. Yeah, and it's, that's illegal. But no one's going to sue them (laughs) because no one has the money to sue a major corporation. No, no. So in the end, no one, well, the employer wins. You, as the common plebe, don't. (laughs) Right, which is why unions need to exist, people. But (laughs) there's, 
it's just, I feel like we should have, you know, a 30 minute lunch break and then you should be allotted another hour in the afternoon to do whatever you Mm -hmm. need, to do whatever you want, to either leave the office or take a nap or, and I feel like more offices, more offices need adult playrooms. I get that you have a gym, but I don't want to work out. I don't want to have to follow a regime here to like, or a regimen, <laughs> whatever word you need to use there to like it's, get fit. They're the same. Right. They're the same. I want a room with like, I don't know, a slide or a ball pit or a trampoline so that I can just go blow off steam for 30 minutes to an hour and then come back refreshed. Yeah. Yeah. Like I know companies like Google have like the pods. Sure. Like, literally little isolation pods, essentially. But then and, it's a pod! Where's but that's the fun? Google. Right, but maybe, like, you want, the, like, to be isolated and you want to have, like, your own little mellow bubble, literally. Sure. Which I'm, like, fantastic. Because um, <laughs> sometimes, like, you just need a break. Yeah. And without being interrupted. Yeah. Because everything's important, everything's urgent, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I Everything's there... an emergency. There have been a few times where it's like five minutes to tell I'm supposed to be off work and someone emails me and is like, hey, did you get this done? And it's not immediate. It's not an emergency. And I will mm-hmm. respond. I will get back to that the first thing I, I log in tomorrow morning. Or don't even respond. Honestly, I'm like, it's five minutes till we peace out for the day. I'm not opening that can of worms. <laughs> No, I I try to at least let them know I've read it. I've seen your message. I will get to it tomorrow. But I... 24 hours. (laughs) I will draw the line there of I'm not doing this right now. I am five minutes to clock out time. My brain has already left the chat 30 minutes ago. You are lucky I am still working. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. Fair. But yeah. What do you like? What would be your stance on a playroom or or something in a workspace? Would you say a ball pit, trampoline? Like, what do you think? Love me a trampoline. Love a ball pit. Anything <laughs> that I can swing upside down on. Mm-hmm. Let's have it. Um, I used to do aerial hoop for fun. Really? That is so cool. Yeah, I did pole and aerial hoop, and let me tell you, that stuff is a full body workout, and it's the most fun I've ever had. It's the strongest I've ever felt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, the art in and of itself, but also just, like, the physical... Um, you feel yourself getting stronger and you see the gains literally yeah. through the things that you're able to accomplish in a very stepwise manner, you know, week to week or however often you do the thing. But to physically feel that progress is so rewarding and it gets all my wiggles out. Oh, yeah. That's the best. Yeah. That's I have. I don't know if you can tell. I have a rocking chair that I sit in for work. It's a kneeling rocking chair. So there's no back. I just mm-hmm. sit up on it and I have my knees up and I I rock in it when I get stressed and when I'm at work. And so it's like the wiggles. I have wiggles. We have wiggles as human mm-hmm. beings. Like, again, we're not built to be stationary for extended periods of time. No, like even in schools, I don't know how they expect kids to sit so focused for Ugh. extended periods of time. Like at some point, your brain just checks out. Plus, there's the threshold of information into the brain that your brain at some point is just like, okay, the cup, the cup runneth over of knowledge, not no more input. The idea that as a kid, as, as a, I started first grade at six years old. So, Mm -hmm. and first grade was the first then day long event. Like kindergarten was a half day. Preschool was barely a couple hours in the afternoon. First grade Six and seven years old, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. What the Mm -hmm. fuck? And yeah, we had an hour-long recess and an hour-long lunch, but that's still two hours out of an eight to three day? I I don't get it. Yeah. I don't understand how that's the norm. And then the older you get when you get into, I don't know about you, but where I was living, gym class was mandatory through eighth grade, so through middle school. Once, only eighth grade. Only eighth grade. Now I think no ninth grade. It was through ninth grade. But the last three years of high school, again for the United States, so tenth, eleventh, twelfth, it was not required to go to gym. Yikes! 
And so if you weren't doing any sports events and you didn't go to gym, you again were sitting eight to three every day and had no breaks besides a 30 minute lunch. Which I think is appalling in my experience. And I think it's because I went to a big high school in a public school system in a large urban city from kindergarten. No, excuse me, preschool through the end of high school, you had gym. But the switch was that in high school, you had at least one semester of some kind of gym activity. Mm. And because my high school was so big, they did offer things like weightlifting or adventure gym. You know, so that was a nice switch. But you at least had one semester of it, which I appreciated. Wait, what was adventure gym? They had like a rock climbing wall (gasps) and one of those obstacle courses that was suspended, you know, from Ah, the rafters. That is cool as shit. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I realized that so many high schools, like we had two or three gyms. Oh, fuck. Because it was a couple thousand students. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, whereas smaller schools, even in the city or, like, much less rural communities, suburban communities, they may not have that. My class was 32. Yeah, my my <laughs> high school graduating class was a thousand something. We had, by the time I was a freshman, I think, in high school, we had two gyms. The only reason we built the second gym was because the first gym was original with the school built in 1922. Good God. (laughs) It was old. Actually, I take that back. I think the gym was added on, but like in the 50s. Okay. It was an old gym. Still, yeah, outdated and and musty and terrifying. Like it was. (laughs) Anywho, so we we had. Am I going to die today? You trying to get fit? (laughs) It was said that the changing rooms were haunted, but anywho. I believe that. (laughs) The gym that was built, we built a field house next to the the school so it was the gym and then there was a running track up above and then Mm -hmm. it had like some bikes like weight not weight room stuff but like electric bikes and stuff up there that you sit okay stationary stationary is the word yeah and that was like awe-inspiring for us that was so cool but (laughs) when i hear other kids had rock walls i'm like god damn we were fucking missing out Yeah, and, like, it totally, you know, I'd like to say that in my school system, because the district was so big, each school was its own little bubble. Yeah. That some schools had next to nothing. Yeah. Even though they should have been allotted a similar, like, a commensurate amount of money school to school, and depending on students, but it was most likely, like, on parent investment, private donations, and, you know, the politics of that based on test scores, blah, blah, blah. Right. Another deep dive for another time, but because the school was so huge and old, we we could have stuff like that. I mean, there was four floors. Oh, God. Yeah, five not include if you include the basement. Jeez. See, and, like, then when you become an adult, the only way to get that experience is to pay for it. Unfortunately, yeah. Like, you have to pay for a gym membership, and then your gym might not have a rock wall. So then you'll have to pay for a rock wall, in, like, membership. And then you might have to pay a third of pool membership for something. Like, everything starts to be an expense as an adult when, in all mm-hmm. honesty, that's when you need play the most. Because, like we've both yeah. said, that's when responsibility kicks in. That's when, you know, mm-hmm. your work kicks in, your finances kick in. And it's like, how do you relieve stress from all of that? Oh, we'll spend more money. Well, no. <laughs> Hobbies are expensive, especially some sports compared to others. Dude, yeah. Yeah, like, if you were on a traveling team, that's privilege in my eyes. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it's there's a difference of, like, a pickup game of basketball and then being on a team. Yeah, going city to city, state to state. Right. And I I totally agree. Like, when you have some sports, I mean, rock climbing can be super expensive. Actual rock climbing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, snowboarding or skiing is super expensive compared to, say, swimming. But again, when you want to do swimming, you might have a swimsuit you could swim in. Where's the Mm -hmm. pool? What pool are you going to use that uh, you're not going to find a free one? No, you can't just sneak into your neighbor Carol's yard. (laughs) Right? So it's just like, then it kind of gets into that socioeconomic thing of 
of health and play and who can even afford to decompress like Mm -hmm. both financially and mentally it's there's so much at stake here Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah geographically too because in my uh former home there was a huge river nearby so like if you were into fishing or like canoeing kayaking paddle boarding yeah you know that that's the place for you but or boating if you had your own boat yeah uh, to be out on the water but otherwise you know good luck if you're near a body of water sometimes you need to drive a few hours to find that (laughs) sure i mean like i've said before i grew up in kansas there were no Mm -hmm. surfers okay there was no one in like the most boating we did was when we traveled five hours out to lake of the ozarks in misery And boated around for a weekend. Like, there was nothing nearby. There was no mountains to climb. There was barely some caves in some places, but that's... Spelunking is terrifying to me. Oh, God, no. (laughs) Not in a million years. (laughs) Like, so that's that's kind of the Midwest as a whole, though. Like, there's no ocean. There's no mountains. There's nowhere to really go. And you're just stuck. Yeah, it's like state like states like Kansas that don't have the benefit of access to lakes and larger bodies of water, like mm-hmm. where my home state has that. Right. And you may need to drive further out into more rural areas in order to access caves and hiking spots, but at least it's there as opposed to like Kansas, Oklahoma, where like that's a day trip or a couple days trip. Yes, it's very... Yeah. Very easily. And this is that Midwestern thing where it's like, oh, it's only a six-hour drive. Only. (laughs) (laughs) Only, yeah. Hashtag just Midwestern things. Oh, God. But so so it's just – it's so disheartening because it's so important to to release this stress in a healthy manner. And then when you can't, you turn to drugs. You turn to alcohol. You turn to vices. And it's just like – Tinder. (laughs) If people were just allowed to play in in general, and again, this is a mm-hmm. a divorce from our our previous episode here, where there was a different type of play, <laughs> but like <laughs> just like playing in general, and then I don't think we would have as much drug issue as we would as we do in this country or alcohol issues. So many things, yeah. The rural communities communities that I've lived in, um, one of them, highest amount of meth labs in the county. Yep. Yeah, where we went to grad school. Yep. Um, <laughs> the most recent one, so many people struggling also with meth. Um, mm-hmm. The amount of, like, community service centers within a stone's throw, like, within a two-mile radius, I shit you not, I think it was, like, five or six agencies. Yeah. And that's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. If if you have nothing else to do other than drugs and torturing animals, it, what the hell? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it play is just so important to not just that but development in general to help yes. that neuroplasticity to it's it's your hand-eye coordination, you know, or or your eye-foot coordination if you're like kicking something. It's Mm-hmm. moving your body which gets the blood pumping which gets more blood to your brain which then circulates like there's so much in it and yet it's seen as childish and it's like it's so core to who we are it, things are truly viewed within a vacuum especially when it's like well time wasted on plays time not contributing to the economy and it's growth and blah 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 and yes and yes and if you're taking care of yeah. yourself, you will come back better with fresher perspective on things and better able to problem solve and deal with people. And like, that's the domino effect that we're looking for, the positive domino effect, not like I'm increasingly agitated and therefore checking out of work and my physical health is also declining. So I'm not being able to do things as quickly or as mm-hmm. well. And then it leads to shitty behavior and a shitty work environment and bad relationships with your colleagues and just on and on and Mm -hmm. like wouldn't you rather the former than the latter (laughs) yeah i so the the job that i work for right now my boss is instating unlimited pto 
And so it's, you don't earn PTO, you just have it. And the okay. idea is there's been a couple of studies that have shown that when you have unlimited PTO, like unlimited, take off whenever you need, however much you need for anything, right? Mm-hmm. People will use it less because they don't have to. When mm-hmm. you allow people to leave when needed, surprisingly, they don't abuse that. They want to be there if they enjoy their work, you know, as mm-hmm. long as you're creating this environment that allows them to feel safe and respected, people will work. They'll work super hard for you. And then yeah. allowing them the option to be like, if you need to take a week off so that you can fully better yourself to come back 110%, then you need to take that week. That is a concept. Right. That is a time that is worth being paid because you're taking care of yourself to come back stronger. And I just, companies don't get that. I don't understand how that's a hard concept to to understand. Well, because people are replaceable. Like, people don't matter. And we've talked about this before the whole thing. If we're a family, run (laughs) back out slowly. And then bolt through the door. Yeah, it's there. We we've talked about work and working environments and unhealthy work environments, and mm-hmm. I just it doesn't. None of it makes sense because no. <laughs> people. One, some people are not replaceable. There are stories online of people who coded something and created this whole system, and then they've mm-hmm. all retired, and maybe they've all died. But no one else knows how to fix that code when it breaks. People are not replaceable. And on top of that, it is so expensive to have to retrain a new person every year mm-hmm. than just giving an extra day of PTO or giving a better healthcare benefit to someone that would then stay for 15. What I really enjoy is stories of like companies that totally dump someone who was like the backbone like you said like coded something and only they knew how to do it and Uh then oh well your usefulness has expired so you're being let go and then everything just falls to shit because of that Uh and then they try to coax this person back and the person's not having it and i said good for her yeah good for her it's it's so easy i feel like in some instances that like to to solve some of these problems that companies are having, they just don't mm-hmm. want to because it doesn't affect the bottom line. When it, it yeah. does, it just doesn't affect it immediately, or you can't see it. So just <laughs> this wild idea of treating people like people, and then <laughs> understanding that as humans we are we are mammals. We're basically, you know big just animals we're big animals with super intelligent brains that can think about itself which is wild debatable (laughs) but that's another episode episode but just like you really if you're feeling funky you know you're not in like bad funky not fun funky right (laughs) have you (laughs) fun funky the little shimmy yeah a little shoulder shimmy have you given yourself water that day Have you fed yourself? Have you taken yourself out for your little angry mental health walk? All right. Have you learned something? You know, it's, there's, it's so basic and it's so annoying that it's so basic, but it is. And like, that's how you get out of these things. That's how you better yourself is just by kind of almost creating a separate entity in your head. It's like, all right. Mm -hmm. Have I taken care of this person today? No. Let's start there. Yeah. And before Dee and I started recording, you were using the analogy of like, what was it with a dog? Yeah. Yeah. And truly how we treat ourselves, how we neglect ourselves rather. Yeah. Is shocking and appalling that you don't have a sleep schedule or regular meals, the hydration, come on, hydrated queen. <laughs> I know they're out there, the ones that are peeing a lot, and that's great, because something's working. Right. 
But because of, like, the inconvenience or the FOMO or whatever it is, like, we hope that your enclosures, your little uh, Shangri-Las of enrichment (laughs) contain those elements where you are feeding yourself some some good good, you know, that is actually, like, viable food, not something heavily processed, that at least one meal of the day is something good and healthy, like, truly good and healthy, that you are keeping up with the waters and not just downing like monster drinks oh god or mountain dew because it's like one you don't want neon green piss (laughs) that like could eventually burn a hole through your toilet and then (laughs) you know and then uh, yeah moving that body just so many things that not at the end of the day you are just so wiped out that all you could do is just lay on your floor in a heap in a sad little pathetic heap yeah questioning why you woke up that day (laughs) i just there's there's so much push on you know internal monologues i've seen online where you know if you wouldn't talk that way to a friend or a family member don't talk that way to yourself Mm -hmm. but then it's like you're missing the piece of you're also abusing and neglecting yourself physically because have you eaten have you drank water if you would treat the dog better than you would treat yourself there's a problem and so yeah to put it that simple you kind of got to treat yourself like your dog because you need all of the loving care that you're giving that creature as well unless you're a shitty dog owner in which case rehome the dog yeah and get it together get a clue (laughs) i was gonna say rehome yourself but that would just be like check yourself into a psych ward Sometimes you need that step. That's like the alternate path, your side quest. That's your gri- in order. Your grippy sock vacation. Grippy sock vacation, bitch. <laughs> Air horns. Oh man. But yeah, I just I don't feel like this is talked about enough. I really don't. No. No, and like the the enrichment, the enclosure might change over time, but it's like at the baseline, you know what you need. Sure. You just don't do it. And it's so easy to create excuses. Yeah. But then at some point, when is the onus of the personal responsibility, you know, where does that begin? Sure. And if that's your approach, come on now. And <laughs> that's I, all I can say. Come on now. And I know it can be hard. I know it can be difficult. Yes. I mean, this is two childless women. Okay, in the United States of America, both hey, I have two pets. You you do have two And you pets. have a husband. So, same I, thing. <laughs> no, no, he's not a child. He's a grown man and he takes care of him himself. No, no, no. I hear that, but it's like, you know, like sometimes you got to shoulder his burdens. Oh, sure. If he's not feeling 100%, like with my cats, they rely on me. Yeah. They can't open a can of Frisky's or, or like fancy feast for themselves sure it's just yeah yeah there's i understand some people have like the five children and two dogs and a spouse and like you yourself then are probably having a very difficult time of finding play and finding time yeah. for yourself and it's or just, thinking it's selfish right which it's not oh my god it is not selfish it is perfectly acceptable to need time by yourself to exist okay i just i hope that you really try i hope that you find whatever you need to be able to have that time for yourself i i just that's something that you need to fight for Hmm. i'm so that's i guess that's my final thoughts here on this but it's just i'm so passionate about it i'm so passionate about mental health and taking breaks and protecting you know who you are as a human being yeah now let's finish off by asking knowing what you know now and knowing that things change change is constant what do you see for yourself in your enrichment, in your enclosure looking like? Ugh, I still have too many screens. I mm-hmm. I do. I One thing that I love to do to enrich my enclosure is play video games to relax. Mm-hmm. 
But I also know, again, I'm not moving and I'm staring at a screen. So I'm hoping that I can get a couple of good chairs to put out on my new balcony so that I can at least sit out there and maybe rock and take in the sunshine and stretch my legs and read a book again. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where I'm at. What about you? Definitely cutting the screen time. Because it's so easy to just, you're like, oh, five minute break. And then, oh, 50 minutes later. Oof, yeah. You know, so there's that. And being very intentional. Like, I know these things are good for me. So why don't I do the thing? Yeah. It's, I deserve to do the thing that's good for me. And I need to move my ass to do the thing. <laughs> yes. It's not going to move itself. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. that's That could be like our follow-up episode of how do you... Tips and tricks on how to actually make things happen. Yeah, get that ass going. <laughs> make, that ass. Make that ass clap. <laughs> Listen. I am... I'm listening. <laughs> No. Well, do you have any other final thoughts and opinions about play and designated play as an adult? Just to be curious. Mm. Really be genuinely curious and be present. There's so many fantastic things out there in the world, especially like in nature. When you notice its shapes, its patterns, its rhythms, it's a really beautiful thing. Like that shit's around you all the time. Why don't you take the time to slow down and appreciate it? Especially like if you do live in a Four Seasons area. Mm -hmm. How about you, Dee? No, I, I agree with that. I would say, you know, anytime you're outside, really try to connect with all five of your senses. I'm not saying mm -hmm. lick rocks, but I'm also saying, like... Why not? <laughs> Take a bite instead. Don't just lick it. <laughs> don't eat anything that you don't know what it does in the, in the wild, because that could kill you. Please don't do this. If it growls at you, don't growl back. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but just, like, really try to ground yourself in whatever moment you are in. Be super mindful, but, like, really try to be mindful outside in the environment that you're in. And and try and experience that. And, and take a moment to just think, you know, what would little you say or do in this moment? And try and connect again with that little child that is inside of all of us that just wants to ask questions and have fun. Mm -hmm. So yeah, with that being said, thank you everyone for listening. If you have enjoyed it thus far, leave a like, a rating, subscribe, bookmark, a shout us out into the universe and send us to your friends. Tell them that we are awesome and worth listening to. We greatly appreciate all that you do for us. And until next week, stay alive, friends. Take care, everyone, and take care of yourselves. Enough from the heathens, got will, got fight, got pride, got reason. If they want to go eat, then you know I'm going to feed them. If you're coming for me, hope you're ready for a demon.